this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Joyful Mama Show. We're really, really excited because today we are interviewing actually one of my really good friends and also just the greatest inspirations in my life, not just in entrepreneurship, but in motherhood and family life um, and just being a woman of God. And so we have Jamie Cross with us today. And first, I just wanted to share a little bit about how we met Jamie. Sarah and I actually both met Jamie at the same time. Um, We were all at the same conference. Jamie was actually one of the keynote speakers. We heard her story and I was at that point um, trying to build a coaching business for single moms and was getting just really discouraged trying to build my own thing and feeling like I didn't know if I could do it as a homeschool mom trying to do all the things. So my husband was working full time. I was trying to homeschool. Um, We had just gotten married. So it was like blended family life, all of those, you know, dynamics. And then in addition to that, trying to get this business off the ground. And of course I had this mentor and I was surrounded by all these like entrepreneurial visionary people who are like, you can make six figures, you can make millions, just don't stop, just make a mess and keep going. And all the people that I saw succeeding were men who had women at home doing what I was doing. And so I was really getting to this place where I was like, can I actually do this? Because I haven't seen a woman doing it. And that day, it was like hope filled my heart. And I remember tears just streaming down my face and looking over at my husband who was sitting with me and saying, if she can do it, I can do it. I'm not going to give up. And of course, that was years ago. Now, you know, I've had the the privilege to actually partner with Jamie and we get to do business together. I've been able to be a part of what she's built and her yes made a way for our yes and our family has been so transformed in so many ways by what she has built. So we're so grateful you're here, Jamie. Thank you so much. So welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, ladies. It's so great to be here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to read Jamie's official bio so you guys can get to know just an overview of who she is besides what Liz just introed. But Jamie Cross is a wife and mom of five boys. Wow. Amazing. A homeschooler, entrepreneur. Jamie is passionate about all things kingdom, business, and herbal living. She has built an organic lifestyle brand, Herbal Alchemy, which has served over 1 million customers. Amazing. She has a passion to help other women activate purpose and build profitable businesses. She has been featured in Forbes, Fox News, CBS, NBC, and more. Welcome officially, Jamie, to the show. (laughs) 
ladies. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Elizabeth. It's so great to hear the story again, Elizabeth, all those years ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it been such an amazing journey. And it is crazy to think, yeah, that was like six years ago, almost. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could start with you sharing that story of what led you into entrepreneurship? How did you even begin your business? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a great place to to kick off if you don't mind sharing. Of course. You know, I've told the story a thousand times and I still get emotional when I start talking about it. <laughs> it's like the tenderness of that season and just the way the Lord really led me, led us, led Nathan and I together into business was just such a miracle. And before I even share the story, I know that especially women are so hungry to break free from, you know, there there almost seems to be this bondage in this idea of motherhood or can I do both? Can I be a, a full-time mother all in with my children? And can I be uh, a successful entrepreneur? And we can look at so many examples in scripture where we see that to be um, not only the exception, but also the rule. And I was in a season back in 2010, so this was 13 plus years ago, where Nathan was working all the time, you know, he was teaching and coaching. and But I was just so hungry to get out of pain. We were in financial pain. I was in pain as a mother feeling like, you know, we were struggling to put fruit and food on the table. It was just a constant like paycheck to paycheck, just that life of the vicious cycle not living the dream. And we we all know without a vision, the people perish and that the Lord put dreams in our hearts, not for us to be standing on the sidelines, but be, so that we can engage and, and go build the thing. And so one particular night, my introverted husband came home with this gift card for $25 to an ice cream shop. And he said, Hey, I need to go. I need to go back out and go down to the ice cream shop and sell this $25 gift card for half of what it's worth so that we can have some gas money this week. We were literally starving for $12.50 at that time. That was like a gold mine for us. And I went to bed that night just bawling my eyes out and cried out to God. And I think that it's in that the cry from your the depths of your belly and your soul. It's like the the woman with the issue of blood and all the times that the Lord hearkened his ear to hear the cry of his people. That's where I was at. I was like, Lord, show me a billion dollar idea so that I can change the world and leave a legacy for my family. We had been learning from pastors and mentors that millions and billions were our inheritance. I'm like, okay, Lord, just show me what to do. And we went to church on Sunday. Our pastor in the middle of his message stops his whole sermon. And he said, you know, this has never happened to me before, but the Lord just spoke to my heart and said that there's a stay-at-home mom here who who he wants to give a billion-dollar idea to, so get ready for it. And of course, I was just like, pick me. (laughs) Whatever you tell me to do, God, I'll do it. And whatever you give me, I'll be faithful with it. Just show me the way. And so I had a dream not too long after that. And um, I saw myself pouring oils. It was this whole business blueprint. I woke up and told Nathan, I'm going to start a skincare company. And from that day one, it was like I started building muscles. I didn't know how to build a business. You know, I had done, actually, I had done network marketing for years, but had never really, other than like child entrepreneurship, selling rocks to the mailman. And my husband or my my father actually had us start a business. My brother and I, when we were like seven and eight years old, where we were raising rodents to sell to like zoos so that the snakes could eat. (laughs) 
So I did that, but I had never started a business on my own that was mine for me to steward. And so I just went, first of all, was just, okay, develop the product, um, learn how to formulate. So I studied chemistry for about nine months. I remember just every spare moment I had when the babies were sleeping. At this point, I had two little guys, both under the age of two and bath time, nap time, weekends, early mornings, nursing at two o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter. Whenever I had a moment, I was building and we um, finished the product after nine months, did some market research and made sure that our product was um, commerce worthy. And so after getting all this feedback from people like, man, this is the best bar of soap I've ever used. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I just hit the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs and peddled soap into stores and talking to owners and buyers and just blew up in Colorado and did farmer's markets for four years. Really learned what people wanted and got the heartbeat of our customer. And then from there, blew up onto e-commerce. There's a long story there, but we scaled from farmer's markets to six figures in six weeks and then to seven figures in less than uh, six months. And then we scaled to eight figures in less than two and a half years from that from that moment in 2017 when we started to really grow. And that's really the, just the testimony of building a strong foundation. I think sometimes we feel like, is this really working? And is this really worth it? I had people that were like, why are you still doing this? You know, like, mm-hmm. is it just like a hobby outlet for you? And I was like, no, I'm I'm building a billion dollar company. And they're like, all right, yeah, good, good <laughs> for you, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. The timing, the Bible says you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. And you just, you sow and the laws of sowing and reaping, the Bible talks about it. Until Jesus comes back, the law of sowing and reaping will always be in existence. And so we can, we are guaranteed by the covenant that if we put the work in, the fruit will happen if we don't give up. And I think so many Women, first of all, just don't have the right lens they're looking through when it comes to what's possible. Mm-hmm. And then um, when they do start and they face trials, which we're supposed to face trials of many kinds, that's what actually qualifies us for the blessing. People give up, but God has so much more in store for us, you know, than what we can imagine. First Corinthians 2 9 says, No eye has seen and no ear has heard. And no mind can imagine those things the Lord has in store for those who love him. So our responsibility is to love him and seek him first and to just do exactly what he says. And his plan for us is to prosper. Um, and I like to use the word rich and wealth because it it often ticks people off. Like, it's okay to be rich as long as you're talking about impact, but um, I'm kind of going on here. But I would love you to talk about rich and wealth. And like you said, without a vision, the people perish. And so many times women, we have we're seeing through a, uh, either the wrong lens or even the right lens, but it's just like a very dim and cloudy vision of like what we're actually capable of. And I think that that's like the message of your life that just resounds like when women have that in them and then they hear your story and then they hear this call, it's like it awakens and then clarity comes to like, oh, at least that's been my experience. And I know many other that I other women that I've talked to, um, it's like part of the, the, a big part of the anointing that I think is on your life and on your message. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about like calling women into that place of what, what should they be seeing and what are we capable of and in terms of wealth and richness? 
Absolutely. Well, it's funny because there's there's all there's a lot of layers to that, but everything in the kingdom is simple. It's not always easy, but God's promises, His covenant promises, are always simple. And I've always heard God's promises are yes and amen. Well, that's not exactly true. God's promises and His covenant for us is yes, if then. So if we do our part, um, then all of these blessings will happen. And so the scripture is so full of, you know, if you obey, then I will bless your food and your water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will raise you above all nations of the earth. Actually, I was just reading about, you know, your barns overflowing and your vats just being full. And the if then there is if you if you give the Lord your first fruits and honor him, then your barns will be overflowing and your and your vats will be f- full. And so we have to first understand what the covenant is. It can't be broken and it actually requires spiritual responsibility on our part. And mm-hmm. the covenant is no respecter of persons, gender. It's a respecter of who's going to go and do the work. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of believers especially um, think that they can pray their, themselves into success and Elizabeth, you and I have talked about that. The, the kiss of death for any business is if you're not willing to put the work in. But as mo- as far as mothers go, you know, I when, in the very beginning, I had no money and I had no help. And one of the first visions I had was, what if I could replace myself in the things that are taking me away from my children, like cleaning the toilets and spending all day cleaning my house or um, you know, doing all this grocery shopping and food prep. And when they're little, you can take them with you. But since then, you know, over the years replaced myself. So let's look at the book of Proverbs in Proverbs 31, where it talks about the, um, the woman who feared the Lord. She says of all the women, you are to be praised. And she, she was providing for her household. She was calling ships and from afar, buying and selling, you know, considering her profits and Here's where my lens has really deepened over the last couple months is I spent some time really pressing into the Lord this last summer and was asking him, like, what's the next step for me? And, you know, should I go this way and should I go that way? And Nathan and I were together. We do this a couple times a year. We just get away and we just think because mm-hmm. um, a lot of thinking doesn't happen. We've got five boys, you know, <laughs> and I heard so clearly on the third day, just pressing into the Lord. And he said, your calling is to your home, but everything you do outside the home is for profit. And that was like a release for me. A lot of women are trying to figure out like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, figure out what you can build, what you can enjoy building and what you could be skilled at. Go make a profit out there, but your heart belongs to your family. And of course, like I'm passionate about our business. I'm passionate about the people that we're serving. But now more than ever, I'm like, all of that is for the so that I could provide for my household. That's mm-hmm. what the Proverbs 31 was doing. And a lot of times I hear women talking about needing to get out, needing to get away. But what if you could build a family life where you would want to engage and not escape? And I think that that is, that is where we're losing our children. We're losing our families. We're losing our country because we have mothers who are having children and then they're they're building a life that they want to escape from and businesses of course the first thing and I'm not saying like hey don't be passionate about the thing that you're doing and that you're building but never lose sight of what of the gift that God has given us you know the bible talks about how 
Um, children are a blessing from the Lord, and the blessing of the Lord makes rich and it adds no sorrow. What if we could create an environment that's so rich and peaceful and fortified where we love, you know, and we our children are are disciplined? And what if we had hands in the home, like a second set, third set of hands where it's like, I actually love taking care of the the messy part of motherhood because I'm not also having to worry about the the 18 piles of laundry and all the toilets and cooking dinner. You know, what if you could create such an environment where it's like, it's a joy for me to be in the mess because I'm not alone in it. So I made it one of my number one goals was to create this um, environment in our home that I didn't want to escape from that I wanted to engage it, but it takes money to do that. And then obviously like money overflows from our family and into our community. We've been able to, what would have taken Nathan, you know, a lifetime of salaries, we've been able to give away to human trafficking and to um, helping mothers who were going to have an abortion see their babies through an ultrasound. And 85% of those women who see ultrasounds, there are free ultrasounds that we pay for, um, they choose life. And so, man, we have every reason to go build wealth and every reason to just enjoy the life of being a wife and a mother. And I think we need to start shifting the narrative and and become pioneers of what God originally intended the family to look like and be like. And um, and then just, and yeah, just enjoy your children. Hmm. I love it. Man, so many good things that you just said. I'm going to listen to this episode over and over. <laughs> I know Sarah has questions too. I want to ask one more while it's fresh in my mind. Because you were talking about the impact, obviously, that you've been able to make your family. Um, the impact that you've been able, I think even just being an entrepreneur and your children seeing you build something and knowing that the world doesn't revolve around them is so healthy and so good. But one thing that we haven't talked about yet was, you know, you, you shifted industries and you opened your business that you had scaled to eight figures on your own into the network marketing industry, which is of course how I was able to partner with you. And you know, it's something that comes up in conversation when, you know, I share the opportunity with other people and they're like, man, why would she, this is like the hardest industry to be in, in some ways, because you're dealing so much with people. And if I had created an eight figure business and was, it was sustaining itself beautifully. And it was, you know, we were financially free. We're making the impact. Like, why would you shift into network marketing and what was the vision with that? And what's the vision for where you're going with Herbal Alchemy now? Because I think it would be, I just don't want to capture just part of the story. I think it's like so amazing to hear like, okay, where you started, where you've come. But I love this. It's kind of like we're with Herbal Alchemy at this beautiful, like we're kind of at this cusp of like, you've made the transition. We're at this beautiful um, point of of breakthrough in a lot of areas, but like where we're going and even just the why of expanding into this this model and this industry, I think is a really beautiful story. Well, it was it was impact driven and it was very practical because I looked at the future of e-commerce and I thought, man, what kind of impact are we really making? I could go and scale this to the moon and sell a bunch of product, but is there a better way? Is there a way that we could bring more people along with us and especially being on stages and talking to so many women, I know the struggle and the depression and how it's affecting the home. And, and I thought, what if I could give 
what if I could offer something to women where they could get out of their pain the way that I did, but maybe make it a lot simpler for them? You know, and I didn't know what I, I didn't know then. You're right. It's a very challenging business model, but I wouldn't change a thing. And that is actually the nature of building anything great. And if you're going to include people, it's like, welcome to a people business. You're always going to have things that, you know, there's leadership. Um, I've talked a lot about how leadership is is more than influence. Leadership is confrontation. and But the ability, and there, there's a lot of vulnerable stories in there too, you know, there were a lot of seasons in the first four years of like, man, I just didn't realize how much I knew that it was a very broken model. And when we started this and you, Elizabeth, and all the women that were like, okay, we're going to put our stake in the ground together and we're going to do this differently and we're going to change an industry. Well, the sound of that freedom, I think, got blast through all of heaven and hell. And so the enemy was like, well, now I'm on a mission to, you know, to stop what they're trying to do. Because if we can give people freedom, just the way that Jesus gave freedom for our spiritual man, and, and he gave us the keys to unlock freedom in every area of our life, we're in a business model that can unlock pe- people into true freedom. And so there's a lot of opposition. I mean, there's there's supply chain and there's figuring out how to just make all the pieces work together. But we have truly turned a corner after four years of building and staying faithful and something that I've come to realize too, I just did a whole presentation in front of a a group of um, entrepreneurs at a mastermind. And I talked about that this is a, a model of time. This is not something in digital marketing where you can push a button and A-B test and test different headlines. It's like you're dealing with people and it will go when it goes. But our job is to keep the grass green and to compensate people well and give them put products in their hands that they can truly go out and make a difference. And so we we started this model with the sole purpose of setting the captives free and doing it differently and changing an industry and restoring it back to the purity of what it was originally intended for. I believe it was it's a, a biblical business model. And so if we keep doing what we're doing, how can we not be number one. How can we not be raised above all nations of the earth? It's just about faithfulness at this point and stewardship and just continuing to like fine tune all the little pieces that go along with it. And then, you know, listening to our our leaders and our field and it's just a process. Mm-hmm. But the future to me is everybody talks about where the industry is going and that like it's actually an industry that is a lot of companies are suffering but I believe that they're not building on authenticity and that's why they're struggling. Because if you come in with this with a, a corporate fist and toxic products and the consumer's becoming so intelligent now in the way that they shop and they they know if you tell them that you've got clean and healthy products and then you look at the ingredients, they're like, well, people mm-hmm. know in their hearts whether they're they're telling the truth. And so I believe that there's so much like rah-rah in the network marketing space and the industry is just prime for an authentic grassroots brand to come up with like all the real deal stuff, including Mm -hmm. real deal leadership, including real deal ingredients, real deal everything. That's like, hey, we're not trying to prove anything to anyone. We're just being truthful. And that I believe is what's going to win. And right now it's not even about winning. It's about just like staying in the game and staying true to what's what's real and um, letting letting the, the natural byproduct of truth take care of itself. So good. We talk a lot about 
like, if you don't quit, you win. And that's, you know, <laughs> you just keep going. But mm-hmm. I would love in your own words, like what drives you to keep going? What drives you to not give up? Is there just like, I imagine like in a marriage, it's like, hey, divorce is not on the table. It's not a word we're going to use. Like what in your mind with business keeps you moving forward? Well, a couple things. I am very solid in my why. I know exactly why we're doing what we're doing. It's not even about how anymore. It's just like why? Because then all the how really and the who takes care of itself. Also, something that I think a lot of women struggle with is this um, lack of feeling worthy. And something that I dealt with years ago was because of what Jesus did and because of the covenants he laid before me, I have been made deserved, not because I'm awesome, but because of who he is. And so I operate out of a place of worthiness. And so there's a lot of mismatch too. And, and people, you know, they're, they're destroying the work of the hands with the words of their mouth, or they're destroying the work of their hands by not getting their mind and their heart aligned. And all the new age stuff that people are preaching about attraction and like click your heels and you know, the unicorn magic fairy dust stuff, like manifest success. I'm like, actually, the Bible talks about think on these things that are pure and lovely and and be dedicated and faithful. I'm like, if you just do what the Bible says and you stay faithful to it, he will add all these things unto you. And so, and I also am very, I have very clear perspective. Whenever things are hard, I'm like, this breakthrough means another level. When it gets really hard, I'm like, what's the alternative to staying faithful? It's it's quitting. And that truly is when you lose. And you guys are right. It's like, how could we possibly stop? And so my perspective is like, endure hardship as discipline because God is treating you as sons and endure hardship because it's going to grow something on the inside of you that's going to qualify you for the thing that you're asking for. It's going through the process. And you know what makes somebody could say one thing. And somebody over here says the exact same thing. And what's the difference between success over here and unsuccess over here? Between two people saying the same thing. The difference is authority, right? And how do you get authority? Authority happens through the trial. You gain authority through impartation, which happens when you when God anoints you to go out and do a work. So we receive that from the Holy Spirit. But we also receive it through trial and fire and going through the challenge. And if we shy away, then we lose the ability to walk in that place of authority. And the message that we preach here is so pure and it's been time tested through through fire in my own life. And then our ambassadors go through this stuff and the ladies who are sticking it out, they're in for some serious magnitude in their life. It has to be. But I would say align, align your perspective with the truth and stay faithful. And a lot of believers, I think, and I know that this is a faith-based podcast. So a lot of believers have really weird, messed up ideas about what it takes to be successful. And I hope to impart some wisdom to women so that they can just like take the bull by the horns and take the reins and just go out and build and bring your babies along with you. I told Mm -hmm. Nathan, my husband, who's his passion is ministry. And I'm like, I'm the economic driver behind your vision. And so my calling is to make a ton of money so that you can go out there and I can help you amplify your message, you know, and in the process, we can help a ton of women do the same thing for their families. But I, I sure hope we, I could see more women stepping in fully and not 
having the limited belief that it's just not possible or that it's just not time or that it's just too hard. I feel like we have to choose our heart, you know, and living a life of mediocrity, not really stepping in, not doing the thing that God has called you to do, not living a life worthy of the calling you've received. That's a hundred times more painful than the hard that we have to, you know, the, the burden that we bear as leaders to build things that are truly worthy. It's all worth it. It's so good. I would love to hear. It's funny. We interviewed a girl a couple of weeks ago who is crushing it in entrepreneurship. She has, I think, over 500,000 followers on TikTok. She's got great influence. She travels. She speaks. And when we asked her, how did you get started in entrepreneurship? She said, I started in network marketing. And all the skills and everything I've learned, I w- was built on that foundation of, you know, personal responsibility and listening to books and, p- you know, personal development, all those things. It's funny because a lot of the the people, especially women that I see who have become successful in any industry, got their start in, in this industry of network marketing. And it's like, like you said, it's a place where if, if we make the grass green, women can really come and flourish and even just start to think and behave differently. But even that aside, what would you say? Because a lot of the the women who listen to our podcast are are starting businesses. They're not necessarily in network marketing, but they're trying to build something. And what what would your advice be to the woman who's maybe just starting a business or, or who's trying to grow a business? And maybe they're at that place where I was when I first heard you speak and I was I was like, can I, I know, I know you've covered some of this, but if you were speaking right to her, to the woman who's trying to get something off the ground, what advice would you have? Or what would you say? I would say, make sure that you choose the right market, the right business model. A lot of people want to get really fancy and creative. And I'm like, no, just keep it so simple where it's simple for you to go and make money relatively quickly. And also have a plan. The very first starting point is to sit down and write the vision down and make it plain. Get aligned with your your husband, you know, your family, so that it's like, okay, what are we willing to commit? Nathan and I had to have those conversations over and over and over again of like, are we going to keep going with this? What's the price we have to pay? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to pay it? And what does that actually look like practically? It means that, okay, I'm going to be working 18-hour days on the weekends, and you're going to have to be on baby duty most nights and early mornings. And Mm -hmm. even though you're coming home from work and you're tired, but the goal is X, right? So I think a lot of women start and they're like, well, is my husband supportive or he's supportive, but you haven't actually communicated. So get really clear on the initial goal. Like what's your 90 day goal? My 90 day goal is I need to just spend time researching so that I can spend another 90 days just building a funnel or building a plan. Now, in social selling, what I love about it so much is that you're not dealing with any of that. You don't have to develop a product. You don't have to develop a a sales and marketing strategy. You get to literally step into a turnkey business um, with mentors like Elizabeth who are going to be like, hey, let's help you. Let's help you hit those goals in your first. We have ladies who are coming in, they're crushing it in their first week, you know, two weeks. And so that's one of the reasons I love the the model too. But I would just say, have a plan, communicate with your family, and then realize there's going to be a lot of the path to success is not linear. It's dynamic. It's living and breathing your business. And then the question becomes, 
well, what does the business need? Because you just had a baby. As soon as you start a business, you just had a baby. And you don't get to like not feed the baby today because you don't feel like it. It's like if you want a business that's growing and living and and doing all the things that successful businesses are supposed to do, then you you are giving birth to a child that is going to need every part of you at times. And there's no putting that baby on the back burner. So go into it with eyes wide open. Study some biographies. These are a lot of, I should probably have given you a simple answer. No, this is great. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. You know, read books. I remember reading, um, I still like read so many biographies. What did it take for so-and-so to be successful? Every story is the same though. When you really get down to the to the nitty gritty grassroots of it, nobody got to where they are because it got handed to them. They all had to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And um, determine in, in the beginning that you're going to figure out whatever opposition comes your way you have to just figure it out. You know, we've got ladies, I remember them, you know, women have come to me and they're like, I want to buy so-and-so a launch pack because she can't afford it. I'm like, well, it's the process of her figuring out how to pay for that launch pack that's going to actually qualify her to take it to the next level. Like, let her figure that out. That's going to build her muscles as a salesperson, as an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. Like, don't, we're, hard things are, we are built hardwired for hard things. And Let's not make things so I would I hear people all the time, oh, network marketers are not true entrepreneurs. And I'm like, not here. My girls are. We're doing this thing. You know, like <laughs> get your mindset right and just be willing to do the work. Yeah. Before we wrap up, just will you tell us just what is the legacy you want to leave for gosh, it's almost making me tear up just thinking about. <laughs> All of us, you know, like we're just putting our hearts out there because there's people that come after us and our children come after us. And like, what's the legacy you want to leave for your family, for the women that come after you, the men that come after you? Well, I think before I answer that question, something a really good exercise to go through is actually to write down like, who are all the people here now and after you that are impacted if you stop or if you don't do the thing? Like, where is your life going to be? I actually went through that exercise and I'm like, man, there's a lot hinging on all of this. And um, I've actually thought about this a lot these last couple of weeks. We had a pretty uh, radical, radical situation happen in our family where one of our sons got hurt. And I spent a lot of time in the hospital really thinking about what really matters. And I'm like, I picture the tens of thousands of acres in the retreat center that all of our ambassadors come to and they see the bees and I see every one of my boys participating in the movement that we're creating. And I see our ambassadors, like I see the the cities that are built and the lives transformed because I continued to say yes and all the lives that are transformed because our people continued to say yes. Such a ripple effect, you know. I just think a lot about our children and one of the things too that really drives me is I want to build something so great that my family, my boys want to be a part of it. And God is a generational God. The nuclear family was invented by man, you know, that we're supposed to like go and be separated from our children once they turn 18. And I'm like, no, what if we build this thing that's like, what if we all continue to just like build and grow together over the next hundred years and bring people into the fold who want to be a part of what we're doing? And so it's not just, it's like, our ambassadors are our family now too, you know? 
And I would really encourage, if, if money no, were no object, and if time were no object, what would you build? And how would you build it? And how would you want to live? And what, do you, what does your life look at 95 years old? And what if you don't do it? What, then what? Where is your life? You know? Yes. And, um, and the cool thing is, too, is God takes everyone line upon line, precept upon precept. Some ladies start off, you know, doing one thing. You know, some people are called to a life of network marketing. Other ladies are like, this is a foundation for me and a seed for me to go and, and continue to build more and more and more and do other things. And so I would say, like, stay focused. <laughs> stay focused on whatever it is that you're doing. And then build and stay focused. On up, every time we uproot and start something new and get distracted, it's like a reset button. You lose five years, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you for asking that question, though. It's a really important question. We have to get locked in on our vision over and over and over again and then continue to cast that vision. How do you cast the vision to yourself? Oh, man. Well, it's funny because, well, as a natural (laughs) visionary, that's all I see. As a matter of fact, like life gets pretty gray if I don't see the vision. Like if, if there's things going on in our life and I'm like, man, it feels so far away. But having dates with yourself where you just sit and dream and like, I'll go and have a cup of soup at my local little favorite cafe or Barnes and Noble and I'll grab all the magazines and the the ranch magazines and I'll look at like land and homes and what's Blackberry Farm doing and what's, you know, what are all these things that are, that I want to model after doing and how are we going to do it differently and better? And like those things that are going to energize the vision part of you, just keep that thing hanging pictures putting it on your your wallpaper on your phone and your laptop. And also, this is really critical for women, is if you have dream stealers in your life, then as much as you want to like stay close to those people, you got to love them from a distance. Eliminating the toxic dream stealer stuff from your life is really important, especially in the baby season when you're planting roots down and those seeds are just starting to germinate and, and grow. All it takes for some people is like one family member or one friend with a critical spirit to come along and like just snuff that seed out. And so you got to plant the seed and then guard the seed, just like any of your other children, you know, guard your heart, guard your association. Don't just let anybody into your life. Don't let anyone's opinions come into your life, you know? And so I keep my Instagram stuff clean of toxicity. I don't watch the news. I stay focused on like what I'm building. Otherwise, sometimes it can be like, what's the point? Mm. And that's, you know, you're you're either spending time with the wrong people or you're spending too much time in the, the toxic threads. If you start having those kinds of thoughts, mm. get around people who are going to be like the dream breathers, you know? You guys can't see because it's a podcast, but Liz and I have cried about 10 times each during this podcast, just tearing up because we resonate so much with your message, Jamie, and just everything you say. And as we encourage other women, I feel like you're encouraging us today. And it's just so good to hear from you. Liz, do you have any final questions before we ask Jamie to share how our listeners can connect with her further? Gosh, no, I'm still choked up trying to yeah, I just I honor you and I'm so grateful for you and I'm sorry. 
I don't know where where my life would be had had I not met you. So thank you. Love you. And I feel the same way. And we can't do what we're doing without you and all of our amazing people. Your your friendship has been such a refreshing blessing to me and to Nathan. Like it's so good to have people in the trenches with you. You know, like I've told Elizabeth so many times, you're stuck with me. Like but we have to do life together. <laughs> the hard sell. I'm like, twist my arm, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Liz is continuing to clean up her tears. Um <laughs> <laughs> how can our listeners connect further with you hear from you yeah can you just share like your instagram or your podcast and all those things yeah the number one way really is to go to the um the her effect podcast it's h-e-r-e-f-f-e-c-t on instagram you can find me at jamie cross official my name is spelled where j-a-i-m-e it's the french spelling instead of the other spellings but really the podcast is the best way Okay. Yes, all of you go subscribe to Jamie's podcast, to The Her Effect, go and listen and be encouraged some more from Jamie. And I know you will be blessed. Thank you so much for being out here, Jamie. It's an honor to have you and to encourage Liz and I and all the women who are on the other side of this podcast listening to you while they do their laundry or (laughs) driving their cars or, you know, whatever they're doing. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's been a blessing. All right. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts. So do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you.